Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. Are you looking for a great educational website? Then go to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll free of charge. Get a free class, 10 Myths of American History when you do enroll. Look, I've got awesome classes there. Classes on the Constitution, classes on the Civil War, classes on secession, classes on American history. A whole slew of great stuff just waiting for you. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com, enroll, and get a real history education. Did the governor of New Mexico violate the U.S. Constitution last week? We'll talk about that on this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to The Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to The Brian McClanahan Show. I'm glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter. Like my Facebook page and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. While you're there, give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title, read by yours truly. Support the show by going to mcclanahanacademy.com. You already heard about that, but you can purchase classes there. It keeps this podcast free of charge. You can also click on the support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. You can... Uh, throw a few pennies my way there. Also go to Spotify for podcasters, subscribe there, or click on the super thanks button if you're watching on, your, on YouTube. That's a little heart under the video. You can throw a few pennies my way there. You can also click on the shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com, get my logo and all kinds of cool stuff. Purchase one of my books. You can get those at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold online. Typically, they're not in stores anymore. A little bit too old now, but still, they're a great way to support the show. But as always, Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Let people know you love it. Give it a five-star review. Leave a text review wherever you can. Comment on YouTube for the algorithm. And spread the word, right? Send me those show requests. I do want to see what you want to hear. All right, well, a big news story last week, of course, was the governor of New Mexico issuing an order, an executive order, suspending what's been called gun rights in Albuquerque and surrounding in the surrounding county. She said that you cannot carry a firearm, either concealed or open, in the city of Albuquerque or the surrounding county. Now, immediately, this drew uh, criticism from uh, those who had said she's violating the Second Amendment. Even people like uh, David Hodge or David Hogue, whatever, David Hogg, right, I'm sorry, David Hogg, excuse me, uh, said this is unconstitutional. Now, the talking point, the marching orders have been made. The left said, we can't support this because this is too abusive, right? We support common sense gun laws, but not this. We can't just say you can't have one. Now, the question becomes, did she actually violate the Constitution? And this is where the right went ballistic, right? Here it is. This woman violated the Constitution. In fact, I'm going to read a story from AP about this. Now, then we're going to talk about this issue. Did she actually violate the Constitution? Did she do things that were illegal by this order? And where were they illegal is the real question. And I'm going to talk about how COVID has actually been used to do something like this. That's the real danger. So, so let's get into the piece from the AP because I found that piece to be interesting. It gets into the whole legal issue, but so the story says, New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Grisham's emergency order suspending the right to carry firearms in public in and around Albuquerque drew an immediate court challenge from a gun rights group Saturday, as legal scholars and advocates said they expected. The National Association for Gun Rights and Foster Haynes, a member who lives 
in Albuquerque filed documents in U.S. District Court in Mexico, in New Mexico, suing Luan Grisham and seeking an immediate block to the implementation of her order. Now look what they did. Here's the first red flag. So they file a, a case in U.S. District Court. First problem. This isn't a U.S. issue. This is a state issue. She is the governor of New Mexico. She suspended concealed carry and, of course, open carry, too, in Albuquerque and the surrounding county. Nowhere else. Not in the state, just in one city, one location. Of course, the state controls the cities. This is something that people don't realize. But the cities are corporate entities of the state, and the state can decide what cities can and cannot do all the time. But they file an injunction, right? They sue in U.S. District Court. They didn't go to the state courts. They went to the federal courts. Mistake number one, and I'll explain why later. Now, they might, they'll probably win. Okay? If, the, if the goal is to win, you've, uh, you've solved a problem here. However, um, I don't know. I mean, Grisham's response to this has been 100% Tenth Amendment. However, because of incorporation, which of course is the disaster, they'll probably win. The challenge was expected, but even so, the governor's action Friday was an attempt to move the debate, said Jessica Levinson, a law professor at Loyola Marymount's Loyola Law School in Los Angeles, after Lawan Grisham announced that she was temporarily suspending the right to carry firearms in her state's largest city and surrounding uh, Bernalillo County. The governor, a Democrat, said the 30-day suspension, enacted as an emergency public health measure, would apply in most public places, from city sidewalks to parks. She says state police would be responsible for enforcing what amounted to civil violations and carry a fine up to $5,000. Bernalillo County District Attorney Sam Bregman, who once served as a Democratic Party leader, was appointed by LaJuan Grisham. On Saturday, joined Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller and Police Chief Harold Medina, saying they wouldn't enforce the order. Now, this is interesting. The governor issues an order, and the police say they're not doing it. The mayor of the city, the police chief of the city, the district attorney says that we're not enforcing it. So what they have essentially just done is nullified the order. So the governor issues an order and the local entities nullify it. Now that's really interesting. I found that part of the whole story intriguing. Remember last week I talked about elected sheriffs. And these aren't elected sheriffs. This is you know the city police and, of course, the mayor. But this brings into, uh, into question the relationship between the cities and the state. Can the cities do this? Can the cities nullify? Now, we know elected sheriffs were there, or at least they said they were there, to try to block unconstitutional edicts. Was this actually unconstitutional, though, is the real question. And I'll get into that with New Mexico. As an officer of the court, I cannot and will not enforce something that is clearly unconstitutional, said Breckman, the top prosecutor in the Albuquerque area. This office will continue to focus on criminals of any age that use guns in the commission of a crime. Bernalillo County Sheriff John Allen said he was uneasy about how gun owners might respond. I am wary of placing my deputies in positions that could lead to civil liability conflicts, Allen said, as well as the potential risk posed by prohibiting law-abiding citizens from their constitutional rights and self-defense. Now again, notice, 
everything is focusing on the U.S. Constitution. That's what they're all talking about when they say Constitution, this is unconstitutional. They're talking about the U.S. Constitution. Is, Al is New Mexico taking a stand on firearms in Albuquerque a violation of the, of the United States Constitution? Is the question. Medina noted that Albuquerque police made more than 200 arrests of suspects in killings in the last two years. Police spokesman Gilbert Gallegos said enforcing the order could also could put Albuquerque police in a difficult position with a U.S. Department of Justice police reform settlement. Lauren Grissom said she was compelled to act following recent shootings, including the death this week of an 11-year-old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium and gunfire last month that killed a 5-year-old girl who was asleep in a motorhome. The governor also cited the shooting death in August in August of a 13-year-old girl in uh, Taos County. No person other than a law enforcement officer or licensed security officer shall possess a firearm, either openly or concealed, the governor's order states. Levinson told the Associated Press Friday over the phone that Lawan Grisham would draw a court fight, saying the governor was bumped up against the Second Amendment. No doubt about it. Bumped up against the Second Amendment. Is that true? No. It's not true. She's not bumped up against the Second Amendment. She's bumped up against the New Mexico Constitution, which is an issue. But the Second Amendment? That's a stretch. Unless we believe in incorporation, which is a double-edged sword. And we have a very conservative Supreme Court that is poised to expand Second Amendment rights, Levinson said. So what? They're poised to expand incorporation. They're poised to expand an invalid legal position is what they're trying to do. The Second Amendment applies only to the general government. It says so in the preamble to the Bill of Rights. And of course, as I explain in my McClanahan Academy class, American Constitutions, the amendments, or you can get my Founding Fathers Guide to the Constitution, but the class is really good. Uh, amendments, these amendments, the Bill of Rights, were there to ensure that parts of the U.S. Constitution would not be abused by the general government. For example, in the U.S. Constitution, the Congress is given the power to arm the militia. Well, a corresponding power will be disarming the militia. If you can arm, you can disarm, at least theoretically. Now, it doesn't say they can disarm the militia, but of course, if you can arm, you can potentially disarm. So the Second Amendment says you cannot disarm the militia. Right? I mean, that's the whole point. And it was focused on Congress because states could do whatever they wanted on this issue. The states could disarm the militia. The states could determine what, thing, what people could carry and what they couldn't carry and how they do it. And we know this is the case because Pennsylvania regulated firearms in the late 18th century. So this only applied, the Second Amendment only applied to the states, that is, until we had incorporation in the 20th century. And we know, for example, that the, that the Congress, who debated the Bill of Rights, actually had an incorporation amendment before them, and they rejected it explicitly. Because why? Well, they didn't need to apply that to the state constitution. States already had Bill of Rights. We didn't need another layer of government telling us what we could and could not do. That was up to the states. Dudley Brown, a founder and president of the Colorado-based gun rights group, called the governor's action unconstitutional. 
So this is a Colorado group suing in New Mexico. Think about this. Now, I know there's an individual in New Mexico, Albuquerque, who's a member who's going to sue, but the group is based out of Colorado. She needs to be held accountable for stripping the God-given rights of millions away with the stroke of a pen. He said in a statement announcing the lawsuit and request for a restraining order, the court hearing was not immediately set. The top Republican in the New Mexico Senate, Greg Baca of Balin, also denounced Luan Grisham's order as an infringement on the gun rights of law-abiding citizens. Dan Lewis, who serves on the nonpartisan Albuquerque City Council, called the order an unconstitutional edict. Lawan Grisham said gun owners will still be able to transport guns to private locations, such as a gun range or a gun store if the firearm is in a container or has a trigger lock or mechanism making it impossible to discharge. The governor's order calls for monthly inspections of firearms dealers statewide to ensure compliance with gun laws and for the State Department of Health to compile a report on gunshot victims at hospitals that includes age, race, gender, and ethnicity, along with the brand and caliber of firearm involved. Levinson said she was not aware of any other governor taking a step as restrictive as Luan Grisham, but she pointed to a proposal by California Governor Gavin Newsom, a Democrat, to amend the U.S. Constitution to harden federal gun laws. I don't think it will be a political loss for Luan Grisham to be overturned, Levinson said. She can say she did everything she could, but was stopped by the courts. Jacob Charles, a law professor at Pepperdine, who studies the Second Amendment, noted that the Supreme Court in the June 2022 Bruin case expanded the right of law-abiding Americans to carry guns in public for self-defense. He said that ruling takes away the ability to take into account arguments about a compelling government interest, like gun violence that Ron Grisham had prompted her order. Now judges must solely rely on whether any similar historical examples exist. So see, what's happened here? Now, let me, let me say the last paragraph, then I'll get into what's happened. They can't assess whether or not this is going to reduce gun violence. They can't assess whether or not there were other alternatives that government could have done. He later added, what, what it means is that contemporary costs and benefits aren't part of the analysis. So, let's unpack all of this, as people like to say. We're going to unpack it all. So, we've got a Colorado-based group suing in federal court with, of course, an Albuquerque resident as the main plaintiff suing in federal court as a violation of the Second Amendment, and everyone's saying this is a Second Amendment issue. It's not, 100%. In fact, uh, Lawan uh, Grisham, very interestingly enough, pointed this out. I find that fascinating. So Lawan Grisham, from her official page, this is uh, Ted Liu, who is, uh, of course... Uh, a important politico, uh, he is a member of Congress, said this, I support gun safety laws. However, this order from the governor of New Mexico violates the U.S. Constitution. No state in the Union can suspend the federal Constitution. There's no such thing as a state public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution. That's what Ted Lieu said. And he's a leftist. And of course, David Hogg said the same thing. Governor Grisham responded with this, Hey, Ted, Conceal and open carry are state laws that I have jurisdiction over. If you're really interested in helping curb gun violence, I'd welcome you to join our next police academy class. So Grisham says, conceal and open carry are state laws. She is 100% correct about that. These are state issues, not federal. She didn't suspend the U.S. Constitution. 
There doesn't, there's, yeah, there's right. There's no public health emergency exception to the U.S. Constitution, though. That's an amazing <laughs> mission because what do we just go through for all those years with the general government saying that people have to do X, Y, and Z at airports and other things? That would be a public health or public uh, health emergency exception, right? And all these people supported that stuff. But Grisham is 100% correct about this. Now, the real problem, of course, is incorporation. If you don't know what that means, it means that the Supreme Court, through what's called case law, through decisions, has decided that the 14th Amendment makes it to where the Bill of Rights are applicable to every state in the Union. So in other words, the Bill of Rights are incorporated into the state constitutions. Now, the funny thing about that is that every state has its own Bill of Rights anyways. So to say that the Bill of Rights are applicable to the state constitutions would say, be to say that we have two layers of Bill of Rights in each state. In other words, what you've done is annihilated the states because you've now provided a federal negative of state law. So here we have the governor issuing an executive order. Now, whether this is constitutional in New Mexico is another issue. They should have sued a New Mexico court, state court, because you know what? The New Mexico Supreme Court probably would have sided with the plaintiff, not the defendant. They probably would have declared this particular order unconstitutional. You didn't need to go to federal court for this. This is a violation of New Mexico, the New Mexico Constitution. Now, the U.S. Constitution is irrelevant here. But the problem is we don't ever think about that anymore. We just think, oh, it violates the U.S. Constitution. It's unconstitutional. It violates the U.S. Constitution. No. Now, if Joe Biden issued this order, well, then it would. If Congress came up with something like this, well, then it would. But if the governor of New Mexico says this applies to Albuquerque, she didn't say it applies to Houston. She didn't say it applies to uh, Chicago or Boston or Atlanta. She said it applies to Albuquerque. To Albuquerque. This wasn't an expansive case where it applied to everybody in the United States. It didn't suspend the federal constitution. Now, the response to this would be, oh, wait a second here. Uh, you know, this, she took an oath to uphold the U.S. Constitution when she became governor. This is true. But that has nothing to do with this. She didn't have anything to do with federal law. This would be the same argument. And, and you've got people that are saying these kind of things, not even realizing what they're doing, that would be the same argument that we use, for example, against uh, anyone who believed in decentralization. Well, you're violating the U.S. Constitution. You're committing treason. It's the same kind of argument. Yes, governors have to support the U.S. Constitution. And by saying that, they have to support all federal law that's made in pursuance of the U.S. Constitution. This is not a federal law. This is not a federal law. This is a state issue, 100%. Just because the Supreme Court has issued an edict, essentially, from the bench, doesn't mean that it's proper constitutionally. We all know incorporate. Well, anyone who's an originalist knows incorporation is bunk. I don't care what the 14th Amendment originalists say at all. It's bunk. If you want to read a good book on that, Go out and get Raoul Berger, Government by Judiciary, or get his smaller tome, The 14th Amendment. I don't care what Randy Barnett says. It's garbage. 
It's a faulty interpretation of what the 14th Amendment was supposed to do. But, so in my mind, Michelle Luan Grisham, in terms of violating the U.S. Constitution, has done nothing. Now, what about the New Mexico Constitution? Because that's an issue. So, Article 2 of the New Mexico Constitution, Section 6, this is the Bill of Rights in the New Mexico Constitution, says this. No law shall abridge the right of the citizen to keep and bear arms for security and defense, for lawful hunting and recreational use, and for other lawful purposes. But nothing herein shall be held to permit the carrying of concealed weapons. No municipality or county shall regulate in any way an incident of the right to keep and bear arms. Now, this has been amended in 1971 and 1986, and this was actually pointed out. Well, wait. She, there is an exception here. No, but nothing herein shall be held to permit the carrying of concealed weapons. Now, that was in the New Mexico Constitution. The New Mexico Supreme Court ruled in 2004 that the Constitution neither forbids nor neither forbids nor grants the right to bear arms in a concealed manner. It doesn't forbid it. It doesn't grant it. In other words, the localities and the state can do that. The Constitution doesn't forbid it, and the Constitution doesn't grant it. That's what the New Mexico State Supreme Court said. So they're ruling on the New Mexico State Constitution. So in other words, if this guy had actually sued in New Mexico, in the New Mexico Supreme Court, or sued in New Mexico Court and went to the New Mexico Supreme Court, they would have won because the governor has violated the New Mexico Constitution. Clearly, violated the New Mexico Constitution. You don't need to go to the U.S. Constitution. In fact, as I said, this is a double-edged sword because if you start relying on incorporation, if you start relying on a situation where you take everything to the federal level, you're going to get incorporation of everything. And that would be all of the culture war. We're going to say all that has to apply to the states. All of it. All of it. Do you want that? We've seen this done over and over again. Do you want that? What we have to do is start taking a stand against a faulty legal doctrine called incorporation, even on things we like, because it is not original. It is not the way the founding generation designed the Bill of Rights. And the 14th Amendment, that's the real argument, didn't do it either. That's the issue. And, of course, the Republicans in 18, the 1860s, when they were debating the 14th Amendment, made all kinds of wild claims, like, the Supremacy Clause already incorporates the Bill of Rights of the state constitutions. And every, the, the, the people that were uh, intelligent in the Congress said, no, it doesn't. It never has. I mean, heck, John Marshall, the Nationalist, even said this, and Baron v. Baltimore. They're, they don't apply to the states. 14, and, and then, of course, the 14th Amendment didn't do any of this. So that's the issue. Now, the real danger, of course, is how she phrases It's a public health emergency. Well, where are we getting that kind of power from in these governors? Now, a lot of this came out of the Cold War. You had things like, uh, you know, a public health emergency with, say, a nuclear war, and you had, uh, you know, radiation and other things. But, of course, during COVID, this was ramped up, and there was a piece of legislation passed in New Mexico that gave the governor wide-ranging powers over public health. 
But if you read the bill, it applied to things like communicable diseases and viruses and things like that. None of this stuff. But they're using COVID-era rules, essentially, to do something like this. That is the real danger. And this is the real danger of all the COVID lockdowns and everything else. It's the expansion of that into other areas where, of course, it wasn't supposed to apply. And this is one of those areas. So if you just look at this legally, she really doesn't have a leg to stand on in New Mexico, even with the public health order or using the bill that she supposedly relied upon. And if you read the executive order, it goes back to that. Uh, this is a bill that came out in the 1970s as well. But again, doesn't really apply to this particular situation. Because it violates the New Mexico Constitution. That's where everyone should be focusing on this. Not the U.S. Constitution. Again, you live by incorporation, you die by incorporation in terms of liberties, the culture war. You're done with it. That's the real issue here. So I found this to be a fascinating argument, another example of how people don't really understand the U.S. Constitution. Why do we centralize everything? Why do we do this? It is dangerous. I've got another class coming out very soon, The Age of Jackson, where I give you a speech, one of the most important speeches ever on this particular issue and how dangerous it would be to centralize all power made during this particular time period. It's so prescient because this is the kind of thing that we're talking about here. Not, not, not the governor of Mexico, but this idea that everything becomes a federal issue. Everything is centralized. It is dangerous. Now, if the people of Albuquerque, the people of Albuquerque, through a legislative process, through the, through the city council or that kind of, if they wanted to do this, they could do it, but the governor can't do it by decree. It would have to be done legislatively. She doesn't have the power through a public health emergency to do this. It's unconstitutional. The city of Albuquerque could do it, though. The county could do it, but not the governor. That's the issue. Whether they should do it is another question, but they could do it. Incorporation wouldn't matter if we, if we follow the Constitution as ratified. All right. See you next time with the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.